Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Stephen, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. You've been on the road a bit, but you're back. It's good to see you. Um, all right. So, first of all, what did you think of Biden going to Ukraine? Um, you know, I, I would have advised against it. Um, I, the timing wasn't great. Uh, you know, you obviously domestically we had the issue in East Palestine with the train derailment, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, you know, but there's also a lot of rhetoric, you know, coming from the right about this being a proxy war and, you know, Biden wants to escalate this and, and turn it into a full-fledged war. And, you know, like there's a lot of conservative talking heads about, you know, there's going to be a draft and they're going to take our sons and daughters into the woke military. Oh, jeez. That's combining all of the yeah, greatest Yeah, heads. they're going to pull, there's going to be a draft. And now they're going to draft girls in the, because the military is woke. And we're going to actually fight a war in Europe, in Ukraine, against Russia. Like, that's the, those are the talking points. So um, it, it's, you know, and, and I think that, you know, should Biden make decisions based off of how the GOP and conservative MAGA Trump people are going to respond to it. No. Uh, but there is the whole concept of read the room. Um, there is the whole concept of, you know, we, we're, we're seeing what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. You're seeing tensions rise between, you know, China and Taiwan. And I just, I don't know if I would have gone, right? I mean. What a, from a security standpoint, it had to be an absolute fucking I mean, you're a president going into a war zone. Yeah. You know? In a war zone with... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a war zone. Yeah. Period, yeah, point, yeah, point, yeah, the yeah. end. Okay, I mean, yeah. like, so, I, I you know... How do you get, like, Air Force One flew into somewhere and then drove... I, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like I... I want to say that they, they didn't... They didn't fly Air Force One in, or so I, I can't remember now, but, I mean, either way, still, logist- like... There's no... How do you logistically... You know, make sure that the president is safe, and I'm sure you know the Secret Service was thrilled about this. Um, you know, with every hint of sarcasm, right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just look. I, I I firmly believe that supporting Ukraine against Russia is vital to national security. Uh, the the own the libs any. You know, just let's just be obstructionist against anything that the Democrats do. That has fully taken over. So, I mean, you literally have Republican legislators and and you know conservatives literally now saying, "Listen, Putin's got some good ideas. Some of the stuff he's saying is worth listening to." And I'm like, "Are you guys insane?" Right? They're just like, "Oh, this guy, like this Putin guy, maybe he gets it. Maybe he gets a bad rap. You know, maybe it's the." You know, liberal media's agenda is to to silence Putin. Like, 
Guys, this is the same guy who kills everyone he looks at as a political foe. Like, they fall out of windows or off roofs or, or they just poisoned. die. Yeah. Um, you know, like, he will arrest his own people and sentence them to death or never to be heard from again for, you know, protesting, challenging him any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, they don't have privacy. They are not... They don't have the same level of freedom that we have, no matter what you say. And if you look at the state of Russia right now, um, like, yeah, are there some thriving parts in, in Moscow or St. Petersburg? Yeah, sure. They're, like, you can look at those and, yeah. you know, I mean, like, you could look at New York City on, on, you know, any particular night in Manhattan and think, oh, well, U.S. is doing great because look at, you know, look at Manhattan. Look the at millionaire New York City. Row, right. right. Um, but obviously there's a, there's a lot more to it than that. And there's plenty of issues in Russia. Um, they've got a very high unemployment rate. They've got a very high alcohol abuse rate. They've got, um, you know, like they're generally healthier, but then there's also, you know, issues with access to food and other things like that. Um, and then you also have the fact that their people are being forced to go fight into a war because their military is getting wiped out by Ukrainians and they, they are being forced into a draft right. and they're not being well-trained and they are going into Ukraine and being, or in dying, being captured or just flat out fleeing. Um, so, you know, like things aren't really going that great in Russia and, you know, like this idea that all of a sudden you've got these Republicans and conservatives talking about like Putin being this guy that is, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, almost like an anti-hero, right? Like, it's just like, well, we're not necessarily rooting for him, but we're not rooting against him. And if you listen to some of the stuff that he's saying, it totally makes sense. You know, like Putin gave a speech, uh, on, you know, Russian media television or whatever. And he's, you know, talking and he's using all the conservative talking points Right from the last few years, about grooming and pedophilia and trans LGBT oh, and I've, I've and the loss of Christianity and the and the loss of the of the family unit and you know he made references to woke culture and all that other things. So all he did was take the conservative talking points and then repurpose them as you know reasons why Russia is you know fighting this war you know, for their own sovereignty because, you know, Ukraine is this, this, this corrupt state, which, listen, we can't lose sight that Ukraine had a very corrupt government for a yeah. long time. Also, a lot of that corruption came from Russia, right? Sure. At the direction of Putin, right, who was trying to gain control of the country. So that, I mean, and he's flat out said this in the past, right? So, but he... You know, he's using these all to state, like, we have to fight this war against Ukraine because, you know, they wanted to join NATO. And then all of a sudden, if we didn't, if we didn't invade their country, then they were going to invade us. So we had to do it. We had no choice. Um, and it just, it's, it's frustrating to see. And again, that's where I go back to where Biden needs to read the room, right? It's not so much the, it's, it's not so much, well, you know, conservatives aren't going to like it, so you shouldn't do it. But it's the whole, like, you you are the president of the United States, and you have to look at where we sit in the world, right, and how we're viewed by other leaders and how, and all other. So the question is, what was there to gain by from, going? from Biden going to Ukraine and Poland? And, like, what was, what was there to gain? Um, you know, you're being criticized, and there are even people in, 
you know, your black thought leaders and your, your people in that are, you know, typically progressive, democratic leaning, you know, uh, black political activists and so on and so forth. Like, they're just like, all right, look, we agree that, you know, Russia pushing its way into Ukraine and in this war, like none of it's good and we support Ukraine. But at the same time, you sent a hundred billion dollars over there. And there's so many different issues that need addressed here within the black community, within, you know, sure. dealing with housing and, and jobs and, and Palestine, you training and, and all this other stuff, right? Like, we, we do have all these issues, and there are people who are, you know, raising, I think, legitimate questions, like, with the, like, yes, we agree that Ukraine needs some help and some support, but the United States can't be the only ones funding this. Like, this is happening in Europe on their territory. Where is Germany? Where is Poland, right? Where is France and Spain and all these other countries that are right there who have more to lose from this than we do, right? Like, ideally, no, we don't really want to see Russia gain power, take control of Ukraine and have that much more of a landmass and have control over everything that they have, right? Because that's going to affect other things. It's not just, well, Russia has more power. Like, that's, like now Russia has control over where most of us get our wheat and our bread. Yeah. Like they have control over various, you know, like minerals and, and things in the ground that come strictly from Ukraine that complete that could completely get disrupted from a supply chain standpoint if Russia takes over and has control of these things. So there are a number of reasons why we don't want to see Russia prevail here, but at the same time, again, balancing that with, hey, Europe, you need to step up. You need to protect yourself. You need to get into this fight one way or another. Like, it may not necessarily be boots on the ground, but the U.S. can't continue to fund this, right, at the rate that we're funding it and not seeing anything come from the rest of you, right? Yeah, and I don't know what roles they're playing. I, maybe they're it's doing not, something. It's not to the tune of $100 billion, That's true. Right? Like, I mean, like, that, that's, that's what I know, <laughs> you know? And, and, yes, they have provided weapons and things like that, but it comes at, you know, it's a it's like pulling teeth to get them to do things, right? Like, well, we'll send tanks if the U.S. sends tanks and we can't send our tanks because we don't want the, you know, Ukrainians having access to it because they may give it to... Like, look, you're, you got to figure out your shit, but this is happening in your backyard. So if you're not a big fan of Putin and you don't want to see him gain power and control in the region, you know, physically and supply chain and money, all that other stuff then you need to step up and fight for it. And I think uh, Biden going over there doesn't send that message that Europe needs to step up to protect themselves. I hear what you're saying, and I'm not going to disagree, but I will say that in terms of reading the room and saying, you know, should he make his decisions? You said, no, we shouldn't make a decision based on the GOP response. He can't. If, if he ties his right shoe first, it's going to be, oh, look, he's, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's nothing he can do that's going to be Agreed. Accepted as even a success. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, just do, do, I mean, do what you think is right. Now, I also agree that I see the optics of it, but does really going over, does going over there really make them stronger? Maybe it, maybe it does. Maybe it shows the Ukrainian people like, hey, you do have a, you know, a partner in this. Um, uh, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, what's, what's concerning me more is the fact that Russia is now trying to, sorry, China is now getting involved. Um, uh, uh, President Xi from China met with Putin. He's now apparently going to meet with Zelensky as well. And apparently China has put out a, a peace plan. Um, 
I don't I'm like, skeptical. I'm not necessarily. I, I guess I'm not as concerned about that. Like China said early on that they supported Russia uh, and that they, you know, would back them to a degree. Right. Um, I think it's it's more. I, I don't have as much concern about it. I do think it's more. Like it does raise my eyebrow that China is jumping in. Because, you know, and not only jumping in saying, hey, we're just going to support Russia and boom, 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 but the, they're going to talk to Zelensky. Now, is that a real conversation, right? Are there real viable options that are going to be presented based on an actual peaceful resolution? Or is China just going to basically speak for Russia to right. Ukraine? Talk right. about security nightmares, by the way. Right. Getting Zelensky I mean, and Ping, uh, Xi Jinping, to, P, yeah, whatever. Yep. Um, but I, I think... Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, thank you. Um, I think, you know, it, 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 so that's the real question, right? Like, so what is what is Xi going in there to say to Zelensky, right? Is he just going to repeat what Putin would say to Zelensky, which we know Zelensky is just going to be like, go fuck yourself. Right. Um, or is there, you know, again, real sort of compromise, you know, more than what you know, the U.S. has maybe put out or different than what the U.S. has put out and definitely not what Russia has said that they want ultimately for this to end, which also I'm not real sure what Russia actually wants here, right? I mean, like we all have speculated that they, you know, want to go in. Go yeah, they want to rebuild their empire, I think. is what Right. I mean, like, yes, but like more specifically go in and make it seem like they haven't taken over the country and install like this puppet sure. government and all that other stuff. That's the, that's the guess, right? Like Putin hasn't come out flat out and said what he wants in an, in a, in a realistic way. Right. Like, I mean, it's just, Oh, well we're going in to denazify Ukraine. Right. right. Like, well, what does that even fucking mean? Right. Now it's all the people that are uh, reply to that. Oh, there's not Nazis. And uh, like, look, we got Nazis here in the U S right. Yep. You know, we got people who love wearing swastikas and, you know, repeating all the all the you know mantras and 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 rhetoric from from you know World War Two and and Adolf Hitler. Like we had, like you, you can find those people in every country across the world. Yep. Right. Um, but the the real question is like, all right, yes, there's some bad actors in Ukraine. Yes, there's corruption and everything else. But Russia, that's not why you're doing this. Right, you're doing this for control. You're doing this for power and land and access to resources and all that other shit. Like that, we know. But ultimately, what will get you to stop this war of aggression towards Ukraine? Right. I don't think we have the actual answer to that from Putin's mouth. And you know, I guess. And why, if we did, it, would you it, believe it? <laughs> right. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how China's interaction here uh, plays out. Um, you know, and we also have to keep a uh, an eye on China and what's happening with Taiwan, right? And and because are they, oh yeah, we're gonna come over and we're gonna create peace with Ukraine, all this other stuff, like you know, sort of a shiny key sort of moment, right? Like everybody's looking over here. Meanwhile, right. they're making a mess over here with Taiwan and everything else. And I think there is legitimate concern from the U.S. about that as tensions are rising there. Uh, so there's a lot of things to pay attention to that are directly related to a Russia or a China going in and trying to take over, um, you know, these smaller countries, which right. Ukraine isn't exactly a small no, country. No, it's the second biggest country in Europe. Right. But, I mean, it is a lot smaller than Russia, uh, comparatively, if, if you're thinking about just landmass. Sure. Um, and then, you know, like China versus Taiwan is, is really big versus not at all. 
Um, but we, we have an interest in that not happening, right? Because once it starts, then where, where does it really end, right? And is that the thing that kind of pulls everyone into a world war? Now, everyone is saying, well, if the U.S. intervenes too much in either way, that also pulls us into a world war. And, you know, people are looking at Biden and trying to shift that into, well, he's just a war hawk and he's... Well, sorry. <coughs> we don't have a sneeze button. We don't have a sneeze or a cough button, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, so then the question becomes, is Biden pulling us into a bigger conflict with, you know, his aggression with with support for Ukraine and, and it, the, the assumed support that we would provide to Taiwan? Um, you know, and, the, and listen, those are all valid questions, um, but with complex and, and nuanced answers. Yeah, and I, what I can't get out of my head is what did it feel like to be in the United States prior to Pearl Harbor? What did it feel like to be in the United States prior to our direct involvement in World War One? Like, you know, we think of these things, I think of these things as discrete events, but they, they roll out over time. And so when, you know, Germany invaded Poland and a lot, some countries said, uh, well, we just got done with World War One. We don't want to deal with this shit, so we're not going to push back. And then, you know, the, the Nazis took more and more territory. Is that what that felt like? I, I don't know. And the world is so different today. There's so much um, counter, whatever. Global uh, it, connectivity. Global connectivity, right. Like, China can spit in our face all they want, but their economy is based on selling stuff to the rest of the world, largely us. Yep. So they can, they're kind of committing economic suicide if the U.S. and they can no longer be partners, we would also be fucked. <laughs> because... Yeah, I mean, it, it would, and, and look, I think that's part of the reason, you know, like that Biden passes this infrastructure bill, and a big part of that infrastructure bill is a mandate to get your materials and get your supplies here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, and it's to reduce the reliance on, you know, imported goods, specifically from China. Right? Yep. And I think it's uh, it's good foresight, right? Because it's clear now. Now China has even said, and and there are, you know, people in the, you know, econ, you know, econ, economy, PhD people, you know, like that, okay. the, that <laughs> higher level uh, of analysts who who say like, look, you know, China's goal is ultimately to become as I'm using the word ultimately a lot today, but <laughs> is to become as you know self sustaining self-sufficient as possible, not needing to rely on other countries and other entities and things, like, and sort of like kind of closing their ranks. Now, I have some issue with that because it doesn't seem to make sense because they're so heavily reliant on the outside world. And if you look at their overall, like the, the way that they're trying to increase their influence, right, with, you know, investment in Africa and South America and even trying to, you know, invest in land and things in the U.S. Investment's like, a generous term. Well, I would say I mean, exploit. Well, yeah, exploit, but they, they're still putting money into it. True, right? true. And, and they're putting money into it for very specific reasons, and I don't think that that leads to them closing themselves off, right? Um, I, I think they would like to try, but ultimately, like they're, again, they're doing this, Um and even if they want to close themselves off, they can't because things that they need, right, exist outside of right. China. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, like so. To to your point, um, it is if, if they, if, if, you know, if they go aggressively at Taiwan, then it, is it 
it is economic suicide to a degree, and they, they have to be watching that play out with Russia. Russia's going to say all the right things or all the things that make them look, or that are going to present them in the best light. But I have to imagine things aren't going great there for Russia economically with the sanctions, with you know, with the, not getting the same money from oil and everything else sure. in, the, in, in their exports. Um, you know, and China has to be able to see through the Russian narrative and propaganda and bullshit to recognize, like, look, if that happens to us, then where are we, right? Um, and I can't believe that their analysis says that they end up in a good place. Yeah, I, I'm, I just, there's so many moving pieces and so many agendas, some known, some unknown, and I'm just concerned that, uh, you know, like you said, if, if China decides they want to take a shot at Taiwan right now, what can we fucking do about it? Um, that's the question. Well, I mean, what can we do about it? Them? <laughs> I mean, we could say. I mean, well, the issue is there's a couple things we could do. Yes, there's the diplomatic sanction that route, or there's the actual direct involvement, right? And well, we have the, said the direct involvement is World War Three. <laughs> well, I mean, but we have said that we would be there to support and defend Taiwan. Yeah. Um, and so I think that th that's a real possibility, and, and, and I don't. I think it's more realistic of us getting involved, boots on the ground with the conflict in Taiwan, than it is with us with with Ukraine and Russia. And that's not necessarily a better thing, right? <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, it's definitely something that has to be considered, right? Um, can we move to domestic stuff? Sure. Uh, what do you think the odds are? So we. Avoided talking about Trump and these grand juries and all this stuff. I would say I'm no longer convinced that he won't be indicted. For the longest time, I thought there's no way that'll actually. That he won't be I believe I believe there's a now a real chance he will be. Okay, because you used the double negative. I didn't. Okay, 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 got confused. But right. so you believe that he will get indicted? No, I'm no longer convinced he won't be. Like before, if you just said he's going to get indicted, I would have said ah, not going to happen. Now I'm like, so, yeah. so now you think I'm he a, I'm will. A, I think I'm, it's gray to me now where it was once black and white. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so so you're not convinced that he's going to get indicted, but you're also not convinced that he won't. That he'll avoid an indictment. So. And. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't my car. That was okay, no, it's not your car. Um, so. Okay, I see. I see where you're at. You're, you're just saying, like before, you didn't think that he would get indicted. I was I didn't get now. A now you think that there's a more realistic yes, chance that yes, he might. Yes. And and I think, long way of saying, I think we're in the same boat there. Uh, I listen. Over the last five six years, there have been plenty of time, plenty of opportunities to indict Trump or people higher up, uh, or at least attempt to, and it hasn't manifested, materialized, happened. Uh, and it's one of those things where I'll believe that Trump is getting indicted when I actually see him get indicted. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, but, again, it's you... I, I just I mean, like part of the issue is time. You know, I mean, we are now years removed, multiple years yep. removed from some of this stuff. And, you know, statements get fuzzy. Evidence gets lost, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Uh, you know, these stories, they change. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, okay. So you know, we're, Mer we're saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we are saying the same <laughs> thing. I mean, Merrick Garland has, you know, I've tried early on to say that he was being very meticulous and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. 
Um, it's it's been two years. And yeah, some change, and we haven't really seen There's anything. There's a lot of T's and I's in here, Steve. Right. I mean, we just we haven't seen anything. So I I don't know. You know, I, I, I it's hard for me to believe. Like like how long are you going to wait? And the other issue that you have is you're rolling into now campaign season. Yeah. Right. For 2024 election, right? Presidential yeah. election and, and, and a number of Senate and congressional seats and all that other stuff. So at what point in time do you cut it off and say, all right, we don't want to we don't want to deal with the with the DOJ FBI interfering with the US election by announcing the indictment of a candidate that's going to run. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is, you know, there was a big debate about that. Uh, back in, you know, like literally since the 2016 election, right? right. Um, and it popped, its, it popped its head up again in 2020, and now here we are again in 2024. Uh, and so, like, look, you, and they have to be conscious of that. So whether it's on the state level in Georgia, state level in New York, federal level with Merrick Garland and DOJ and everything else, like you, you're going to have to sort of shit or get off the pot with this whole right. thing. Uh, and and I don't I really don't know where they're going to come off. Well, the so the uh, the four woman four person for the grand jury that is was just you know, whatever finished doing their deliberations has been doing a, a lot of television appearances okay. where she says talk nothing. about where so where is this person from? I believe this is the Georgia case, but um, she's been you know, she's going on these shows and they're asking her direct questions and she's being coy and saying, well, we did discuss certain high, certain former elected officials and she's tap dancing around this. I'm like, why is this woman talking? Why, why she's not, is, is that, I mean, if this was a criminal proceeding, her coming out there and talking would be a great way to, I guess she once, saw once, an once, proceed, once proceedings are done, I guess you're allowed to Yeah, talk. I mean, she, she saw an opportunity. Um, she's clearly someone that wants to, Get in the spotlight and and you know have her little fifteen minutes of fame. Right. Uh, you know, is it a crime what she did? Is it wrong? Is it not allowed? Like, look, you're she is allowed to talk to the media. She can't talk specifically about the deliberations uh, that went on in the choice that they made. But like, she didn't talk about that. She talked about other she very was yeah, very slippery like she, with her. She you know she danced around it, and I saw her. Like press con, she literally had notes, and I think the notes were telling her, like, don't like whatever you say, don't say this. Whatever you say, don't say that. Uh, so she was, you know, going around some of those things to keep herself out of trouble that way. Uh, you know, now look, Trump, his team, the Ted Cruz's and Jim Jordan's of the world are going to jump all over it and say, oh, do you see, based off what she's saying, it was a witch hunt, and we're right. gonna we're gonna appeal and we're gonna win on appeal, and and this is a debauchery and debacle, whatever. Right. Uh, you know, and all that is horse shit. That's their normal thing, right? Like, what, whenever something doesn't go their way, then just say the opposite. Is literally, I think, their political strategy that I feel is written on a on a wall somewhere that they slap up, like at Notre Dame. Uh, be great today and just say the opposite of whatever they say. Uh, but you know, it's I, I don't know. Like, the, I think the that particular grand jury came back and did, you know, say like they. Recommended, uh, I think they, I believe they recommended an indictment on one of the charges, or maybe, but not maybe, or some of the charges, or not all. I can't remember. Now, yeah. prosecutor has to go back and make a decision on if they're going to actually follow that recommendation or not. And the question becomes does the four woman speaking out publicly the way that she did 
provide a, a appeals loss for the prosecution? Like, does that increase that risk um, because of it? And then do they make a decision based off of that risk? I, I, I don't okay. know. All right. Um, staying in the state of Georgia, um, my girl Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green, or is it just Marjorie Taylor now? I don't know. Said a bunch of dumb shit this week. The, the, the leader in the clubhouse, or what's the dumbest things Marjorie Taylor Green said this week is, America needs a divorce between the red states and the blue states. And the blue states can go on with their wokeness and their whatever. And us red states, we can have our schools teach our kids right. We can fire all the LGBTQ uh, teachers. I'm like, oh my God, you're saying this shit out loud. And then it occurs to me, she, she's maybe crazy like a fox in this case. Because the shit she's saying is going to bring her a ton of attention, probably get her a ton of donations. She's not going to be held accountable for being batshit crazy because that's been proven time and again. I mean, in the past, I've brought up various, like, you know, uh, lower level, uh, you know, YouTube commentators and brought up crazy shit they said. And your response is typically, why give that person oxygen? And I kind of feel the same way about Marjorie Taylor Greene at this point. Like, you're just a screeching psycho and we should treat her like we treat Alex Jones. Only she's elected. I mean, the difference is, like, she is actual and elected yeah, official. Yeah. So you do need to pay attention to what she's saying. You do need to pay attention of, you know, some of the bills that she's putting out uh, on the floor. They don't have a chance in hell in passing, but... They don't need to. But they don't need to because of the things that you just said. She is not going to get held accountable for a word. She is not going to face backlash from her constituents and the people who voted her in office. She's not going to face any sort of uh, uh, reprimand from Kevin McCarthy. And, right. You know, the leader of the, uh, the yeah, Speaker of the House. That's a good right? point. He I, can't because... Right, because, yeah. I mean, he's got... Like, they've got him by the balls. So, the, like, there's no, uh, there's no accountability and there's no reason for her not to. Right? It doesn't matter whether it's it's realistic. It doesn't matter right. if there's a possibility that it could happen, uh, in that or that it's utterly ridiculous. Like I'd go farther. It's better for her if it doesn't happen. She can talk about how I tried to save you all from this wokeness left culture. Yeah, or whatever. but I, I think I, I, she, again, like let's let's not give her more credit. Right? Like she's not. You know, they used to always this say... This is the 3D chess? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they always say about Trump. Like, oh, man, like, you just don't get it. He's he's seven steps ahead of you. Like, it's just like, no, he's just spewing out bullshit. But I think that's what we have here, right? Like, she's not she's not thinking, like, well, we know this isn't going to really happen. And ultimately, like, the, doing the calculations on the benefit of it, that's not her. Right? right. Like, her brain, she's proven, doesn't have that capability. Uh, but I think she is able to see... Well, there hasn't been any repercussions to this point, and yeah. it does bring me a lot of money, and it gets me in front of cameras, and people are going to talk about it on Twitter, whether good or bad. They're going to retweet it and get my shit out there. So I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. doesn't matter if it's real or makes sense or not, and they don't care, right? Like, is that, like they, they are on Twitter just like everybody else. They see the harebrained crazy shit that people say, and they're just like, you know what? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. They're going to pick, and, and it's like, oh, that's going to get people riled up, and it works. As I, the one thing I want to say, though, is while I agree with your, your assessment of her intellect and strategic skills, she could have smart people working for her, and she might even listen to them. She doesn't, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So last week, we talked about the derailment in East Palestine. Ohio. I'm saying it that way now because I've heard other people get corrected about it. In East Palestine, Ohio, there have been multiple other, at least two other that I know of, train derailments in, since that happened. 
What? More than that. Okay, I don't know. How, but I mean, look, we average two to three of these things a day. Every day, 365. Now, they don't are always they, contain... Right, contain, they yeah. don't always contain toxic chemicals, and they're not always, you know, like, terrible incidents. Sometimes you get, like, a little hiccup where the train comes off the rail, they fix it, and then the train keeps going. Uh, but you do have... There are a lot of really bad accidents that happen... Um, on a regular brace, basis in the U.S., uh, and it's something that we that we do need to look at, right? That we do need to figure yeah. out. Uh, now, the, you know, there's a lot that's come out about this, and a lot of people are going to the, you know, well, Trump and his group, like they right. deregulated this and they deregulated that, and it, it's true. That's true. <laughs> it is true, but then let's look at it from this specific incident, right? So if you look at the, the the rules that were rolled back, you know, a lot of people are focusing on the e-brake right. uh, and, and how that rolling back that particular thing is, is something that might have prevented this. Right. I don't know. I don't know enough about trains and engineering to tell you if that would have actually helped here. Right. Like, so starting there, the other issue with that is the whole thing with the e-brake, right, that actually came out of the Obama administration. Right, right. The requirement for it. Yep. Right. Twenty twelve between yeah, twenty twelve ish is when that comes out. Now what happens is the Obama administration and the transportation and the, all the train people say we need to have these e brakes on these specific types of trains carrying this like toxic right. chemicals, right? Now the interesting thing about the train in East Palestine um, is that train wouldn't have had to have the e-brake on it, even if the rule was in place, because right? they didn't classify. What it, was didn't, on it. it didn't class. It didn't fall in the right classification that would have required it. But but even if it even if it did, the issue is the whole reason that thing got rolled back was not because it wasn't actually Trump that rolled it back, right? What happened was the rail lines, right? The the rail companies sued, right? They said that requirement. Is very expensive, and when we do the cost-benefit analysis, it doesn't shake out, right? It's going to cost us a lot of money, and we don't think it's really going to be worth it in the end, right? Like, this isn't going to stop enough accidents. This isn't going to be... So, rail companies sue, and ultimately, they end up winning uh, in around 2017, 2018. It really wasn't because of Trump, but Trump took credit for it, because why not? He saw it as a win. It's deregulation. So he touts it as a win, and he couples it with the other things that he did go in and push for deregulation by putting people into places that could get these rules or laws or whatever right. shifted around. Not laws, but these different rules and these different nations, yeah. um, you know, reduced, removed, cut out, whatever. And so we, we, we need to make sure that we're being accurate how we're describing this sure. shit going down because people just – well – Trump was in office, and he's the one who did. Well, no, that's not quite how that went down. But right. it's important to understand the process, right? And so the reason why I bring that up is, look, think about what happened, right? Take the names. Stop worrying about Trump and Obama and, and, and the timing and everything else. The rail companies say, well, these e-brakes, they're really expensive to put on, and it, it, we don't think that the, the, the benefit of having them is worth it, right? So now you have to look at what happened in East Palestine and say, like, well— even though this train wouldn't have qualified for it, does it make sense, right, now that looking at this and how bad that this went, that maybe 
you guys pushing back against that wasn't a great idea. Maybe it shouldn't be just this specific classification, but if we've got a big train with even a few cars with really toxic material, like it could still go really bad. And given the number of accidents that we have on a yearly basis, maybe it just makes sense for you guys to absorb that cost because we can all see your, your profit margins, not your revenue numbers, but we can all see your profit margins and how they've gone up over the last five, 10 years. Right? Yeah. We can all see it, clear right. as day. The publicly traded companies. I mean, right. Like, I mean, like, so we know that you're making money in the billions. So, you know, you're, you're, you're driving to cut costs, right? Like, so you refuse to use multiple engineers and, in, 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 you know, train conductors and drivers or whatever. Um, you refuse to add these, you know, like safety precautions to the trains. Like you refuse to do these things that will make it safer in the name of profits and costs. And, you say that, you know, an incident here, an incident there doesn't make it worth it. But now you look and see what, what's happening in East Palestine. I have to I have to go back and revisit that analysis. Right. right? And, I think we, and we all should. And unfortunately, it takes a disaster for people to care and react. So what you just described, you can see that playing out over years. Well, you know, we can say coulda, woulda, shoulda with, with regulation. The one thing I do want to say that Trump may or may not have additional responsibility for this is under his administration were they able to get this to a judge that was favorable to the cause of the uh yeah sure i mean i y yes uh, okay but again and that's like, not him directly doing it right I mean, but the, i mean like the okay yeah sure i i agree that chances are it went in front of someone that you know he appointed or that mitch mcconnell appointed and and all in the name of you know keeping the conservative regulation yep. and deregulation and all other stuff Agreed. Um, but nonetheless, it's the rail companies here, right? Yeah, yeah. That's who's to blame. Norfolk Southern, right? And, and, and that's the other thing. There's not a ton of rail companies, right? Like, it's, it's a very, very yeah. top-heavy, and there's, only, there's well, only a few, and there's a lot of money to be made for them because they've consolidated, and they keep, you know, buying up the little guys. And so, you know, you've got a few at the top with a whole lot of power with lobbying power that gives them political power, um, that allows them to say, well, again, we're just going to keep increasing profits, and the easiest way to do that is to not have to pay more money for safety. Right. You know? Until this comes up and bites you. And they probably have insurance, so I don't know if they got enough insurance to cover this. Yeah, but you, you still, like, there's still a lot of cost that's going to be associated with this, right? There's... No, I'm saying they're willing to def de deflect safety because when, a, when there's a safety issue, it might not come out of their pockets nearly as much as the guaranteed cost of modernizing these trains. But... Well, I saw someone who's a former NTSB employee saying that, like, we have not technologically advanced trains like this since, I forget what year he used, but it was something in the 1800s. Mm. And I'm, that's probably a bit of uh, hyperbole, but, man, I mean, there's trains running through here all the time, and boy, they don't look modern. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean and, and I guess... Like, so they, I guess what's the what? Why was he saying that? Like, what was his point? Well, his point was actually related to modernizing the braking systems. But I'm going to go a step further yeah, and say what he was saying. He was saying he was saying, was he saying we should do it. Or he was saying we, we should. should. Oh, he was okay. saying that we have not improved technologically in hundred. You know, and so forever. we need to like and it's it's be it's past the time that we need to make updates to these right. trains. As okay, think of the safety features on your truck right now versus a Model T Ford. <laughs> right. Right. I mean. That's essentially what he's comparing in terms of, of time lapse, and uh, and 
you know, I mean, you don't build a new train every, you know, you don't replace your fleet of trains every five years. But I would think that there's things that if they were willing to spend money on I mean, safety. Every 50, is that reasonable? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, but I, I just, it's, I think that it's a, people are trying to turn this into a very partisan thing. Right. And I think if you just step back, right, you can, if you step back and you try to, Remove the blaming and the finger pointing of, of Trump and Biden and Buttigieg and Chow and, it, you know. Sure. And just look at this. Like, the fault lies in the rail companies. Yeah. And their ability to amass power and their ability to manipulate things so that they can maximize profits. Right. That is something that you, that is the thing that you need to address. All right. Now, again, where it comes into play is... You know, how does how has their money and influence impacted leaders? And you can make connections to DeWine. You can make connections to Trump in terms of campaign donations and, and jobs for people and all that other stuff. That definitely plays into it. But, again, the blame here is on Norfolk Southern. Yes. That's where I think that's where my attention is focused in, in the other rail lines and the other rail companies you know, yes, the government has a responsibility to do what's best for the people to keep them safe. And you could argue that while, you know, whether in, in the weird thing is that the NTSB doesn't actually fall under the Department of Transportation. The NTSB, I, didn't, I didn't know that. The NTSB is an independent organization. Okay. Right, and it doesn't fall under the the it doesn't fall under the Department of Transportation. Therefore, it's not under Pete Buttigieg, which is really interesting because Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, uh, Marco Rubio, I believe Ted Cruz, and th that whole gang, uh, they wrote a letter addressed to Pete Buttigieg as the like head of the NTSB, assuming that it fell under the Department of Transportation. But it doesn't because it's an independent organization, right? Like so, writing a letter to NTSB but addressing it to, to Pete Buttigieg would be like writing a letter to the head of the DEA and sending it to the head of the FDA. Right. I mean, it's 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 essentially like, all right, well, we're gonna write this letter to Nick Saban at Alabama, but really, it, it, we're gonna write a letter to Nick Saban, but the letter needs to be going to Auburn. Right, okay. uh, you know, yeah. or Alabama State, or whoever, sure. just whatever, right? Uh, I, well, actually, it would be like writing a letter to the SEC, but addressing it to Nick Saban. That's what it would okay. be. Okay, there you go. There's, okay. there's a there's an analogy. Anyway, yeah, 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 you had Joy Behar on, on here. Yeah, I don't so, know what you said. so Joy Behar on the View says that well, East Palestine voted seventy percent for Trump, so you got what you voted for. Oh boy. And here's my response to Joy Behar, right? Like, I don't take anybody on that show seriously. I don't take the show seriously. I think that they're just a bunch of windbags. Uh, she proves that state. She proves that statement to be true once again with this comment. Uh, listen, no one, absolutely no one, votes for this sort of catastrophic event right. and tragedy to happen to them. No one wants it. No one chooses it. No one says, hey, it could happen, but I like this guy a lot, so I'm going to... No. No one thinks that this is going to happen to them. Um, and to say that people deserve this, and we don't know what this is yet. Right. right? I mean, like, we don't know what the long-term effects of this are going to be. Now, a lot there... I've read different things that these chemicals will break down relatively quickly. 
in the soil, in the water, and that the byproducts won't be bad and that everybody will be fine. I don't know. I have no idea if that's accurate or true. I don't know. I'm not a chemical engineer. <clears throat> I'm not an environmental engineer. Uh, oh, okay. So I all of a sudden, like, you don't know fucking chemicals. Okay. You know, uh, in, in all seriousness, I don't know anything about, like, what happens when you put... Um, Vinyl chloride into soil or water? I don't. No, know. I, that's that's but, fair. I was giving you a hard time. I don't, I'm, just, I'm not perfectly cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. But I do know this for sure: you put that much smoke in the air, it's not good. There, <laughs> four years of school, and boom, nailed it. But back to Joy Behar. I feel like there's a Snoop reference in there. <laughs> uh, but back, I was going to pounce on Joy Behar for a bit. Forgive, <laughs> the, forgive the mental image. Gross. Um, yeah. Um, Gross. <laughs> um, but she's doing. A, essentially the equivalent of what I f- lose my mind over whenever there's a hurricane in New Orleans and right-wingers and religious fanatics go, this is God's punishment for doing gay stuff. It's not quite the same. Sodomy. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing, but it's every bit as ignorant. Yeah. And, just, and, it's, and it's, again, I hate when people try to capitalize off of human suffering. You know, those people suffering in East Palestine... First of all, they're not the only one affected there, Joy. There's plenty of people downstream affected by this, so they're not getting what they deserve. And that's just a shitty, stupid it's, thing to it's say. It's really shitty because also, like, so they went 70% for Trump. What about the 30% that yeah. didn't go for Trump? So they get it just because they couldn't convince their neighbor right, right. to not vote for Trump? I mean, this goes back right. to Marjorie Taylor Greene's divorce thing. Like, you want to split up states based on red or blue. Well, first of all, I don't know where Georgia would end up there. But, oh, it's uh, um, but it's just, uh, you know, what about the 48% of people in... What a state that don't do yeah. that. I, it just it, the the Joy, you know Joy Behar deserves a lot of smoke on this. I don't know how much she'll actually get. Uh, we know she'll get a lot from right wing sure. Fox News. It's also and red, all that red stuff. meat for them, yeah. right? Like I mean, it's perfect red meat for them. Uh, but it's just such a garbage, garbage statement to make. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I mean, there there are people who I, listen, and we don't know. I, and I hope and I pray that where people are just like, oh, it's going to break down in the atmosphere. It'll break down in the dirt. Whatever. It's you know, you're not going to have to worry about it after a few weeks. I hope that's true. I pray right. for that to be true. I do, because I just feel Saw like an listen, awful lot of this dead is fish, not though. far from where I grew up. It's twenty fucking minutes. Yeah. So whatever is happening there, you mean to tell me that water's not coming down? Like, well, well you're, 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 upstream. you're upstream of it, so. right? I, I just I don't fucking know, right? And I, I just I don't want to. I know people from this area, sure, right? I know people who live close to here, uh, and so this this idea that well, fuck you, you get what you deserve. No, fuck you, Joy Behar. Yeah, no, that, I did not hear that statement. I'm glad you put that on there. I, I That's just it, it's revolting. just it, it's it, it really is. Uh, and again, everybody is playing this fucking blame game and not looking. It, it's Norfolk Southern where everyone's ire should be, right? Because like Obama comes in and says, hey, I think we need to put these things on the trains. So they're like, yeah, the train companies are like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's really expensive. Well, how about we don't? Right. right. And then there's a judge that says, yeah, you know what? I agree with the trains. So we'll, we'll just go with what they do. And then you have this and it's just like, oh, what happened? Right. And then Trump goes down there. 
right? And he's down there taking people to McDonald's and talk, you know, I brought 10,000 bottles of water, right. you know, on 10 pallets because, you know, not everybody's going to get the Trump bottles. Well, not everybody's going to get the Trump bottles because you bought those bottles of water, you know, 15 fucking years ago for an organization that is no longer in existence because it had to shut down because, you know, it got forced to or whatever because you guys were running a scam. You had the water left over, so you bring it to East Palestine. So it's already got, you know, some issues with it with plastic breaking down in it. But no, oh, by all means, Trump, thank you. Thank you for all the good that you did here, right? Like you yeah. bought some people some water and you took them to McDonald's. And, and there's an argument like, look, for, you know, it's an area that did vote heavily for Trump. And I'm sure they appreciated it in, in this time where you got people that can't get back into their homes, that maybe lost their homes or whatever. Um, or, you know, maybe they've lost pets, or maybe they're having side effects already. There are reports of people with headaches, nausea, uh, breathing issues, all that sort of stuff. Maybe that did provide them, uh, like, even though we're not a fan of his, and, and Trump walking sure. into this room right now would just be like, dude, what are you, get the fuck out of here, right? But for them, hey, maybe it gave them a brief respite sure. from the shit that they're going through. So for that much, I'll give him credit. But at the same time, like, look, people are trying to say, well, you know, nobody was going to help those guys out until Trump. Trump really shifted the tide on on FEMA and Biden and all that stuff. And Biden couldn't even go because he went to Ukraine. Which, okay, if you want to go to Ukraine, fine, fine, get your ass on Air Force One and get to Ohio. What are you doing? How hard is that? Like, and, and people are like, well, you know, Trump didn't go to any of the disasters that happened. And listen, there, well, that, were, there were multiple really bad ones. There was one in Tennessee. I think it's, I want to say Martinsville or Murphyville or something like that, Tennessee, where there was a really bad train derailment. They had to evacuate 5,000 people, chemicals, the whole thing, right? Now, a lot of people are just like, I don't remember that happening, and people didn't make that big of a deal about it. I'm like, look, just because people didn't make a big deal about it, whether it was in the media or whatever— doesn't mean that it wasn't just as bad or possibly worse or whatever, and it doesn't. It's like it, that. That shouldn't be the bar, right? Well, Trump and Cho didn't go for that, so you know why should Biden right, have right. to? What like, about is bullshit? No matter like, what, the, it's not the what about. Like you've got a fucking tragedy, right? Like you got th this train derail. Like you have an entire community that is completely disrupted, right? Like so, there's no re there. You cannot fucking tell me. That there was any good reason why he couldn't get on a plane, go, come to Ohio, land in Cleveland, do the hour and 20-minute, 30-minute drive to East Palestine, see it, show his face, show up with some supplies, whatever, do, right. you know, and do, like, there's no reason he couldn't have done that. I do have an issue with him not doing that, right? And then you go hop your ass on a plane to go to fucking Ukraine, and the whole argument is, hey, you're doing all this shit for them, what about us? How do you how do you not look at him and say, hey, hey, Joe, hey, buddy, right? What uh, what's going on? Oh, I called and 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 Dwayne said you guys are all good, so I thought I thought everything was fine. Like, who the fuck it, is it, you, you know? <laughs> who's your intel team? It, like, what? I mean, if he would have gone to East Palestine, it would have been he would have not gotten a warm reception. And I don't care. Bullshit. I don't. You no, think so? You think so? Listen. You remember when Sandy came through New Jersey? I do. And Obama and, and Chris Obama, Christie. Obama's just like, your whole state's fucked up, dog. What's up? And Chris Christie's I, like, I don't think that's a direct quote. But. Hey, 
Welcome, Barry. Good to see you. And they're hugging and everything was fine. <laughs> Chris Kissy didn't have anything worthwhile to say about Obama. And then all of a sudden, he needed him. Right. And Obama shows up in full force. And all of a sudden, they're fucking hugging and giving right. each other hand jobs on stage. Right? Like, so it's amazing what a fucking disaster does for your whole political Unif thing. Yeah. Right? Like, and so I think the move is this happens. You get an assessment of how bad it is. It's like, eh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Right? Right. Then if I'm Joe Biden, I'm like, all right, we're going to East Palestine, Ohio. And, and you know what? I mean, the same thing played out when there was a hurricane in Florida last year. Biden went down to Florida and met with DeSantis. Right. And DeSantis said, you know what? We're in a disaster. we got to put this shit aside for now. Right. It's and weird how that fucking works. It is. Right? And this little... Right. I'm not going to make a physical, personal attack on the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio. All right. Although I could. But, you know, he... he and here's the problem. Because Biden doesn't show up, right, now, all of a sudden, that, now, if I'm that mayor, I get it, right? Like, you're just like, look, my whole fucking world just got rocked. I, I don't know if my town is even, the, 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 the town that I'm a mayor of, I don't even know if it's going to be livable, right? And I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's Chernobyl bad, but I think it's pretty it's bad. bad. Yeah. The potential to be pretty bad. Um, and, and I keep, and, and the reason is, like, again, I'm not a chemist. I, I'm not an environmentalist. So I don't know how bad this could be, right? And I just, I'm, I'm leaning being to being overcautious because of the potential, because we've seen, like, listen, how tired is everybody of hearing about Camp Lejeune right now, right? Right, yeah. Like, how, well, <laughs> the reason you're hearing about it is because it was a really, really bad situation that everyone decided to sweep under the rug, right? And now you're, now you're dealing with, you know, like cancer, death, you know, and, cancer yeah. and, and the side effects and, and people dying from all this, right? Because it wasn't taken care of when, like the way it should have been when it all went down. So uh, listen, we need to be, and, and there's no if, ands, or buts about what happened here, right? We've got really bad chemicals, right? That can either make PVC piping, which is really useful, or it could make a dirty bomb, which is right. really not ideal. Right, like it all depends on how the shit. And then we're both it, going deep on the analysis right. today. So then it goes, it gets blown up, and there's a giant plume of smoke that they could see from space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they could, you could, you've seen the satellite images of it from space. Well, I believe I'm going to point it out that a lot of smoke is bad. So <laughs> I mean, you're come welcome. on, right? Like, and, and then it's just like, oh yeah, by the way. This and, and this didn't happen, but like you know, you put these chemicals together, they attach the water, and they make acid rain. Not ideal. Now we don't think that that happened, and it got diluted in the atmosphere, like we said. So we didn't have to deal with people's faces right. melting when it did rain. And temperature-wise, we've been fortunate of the time of year, right? It's cold. True, but that's not as innocuous. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure saying it's innocuous, but acid rain isn't just you know, it doesn't fall on you and make your skin melt off, but it does change the environment of small bodies of water. When I lived in West Virginia, there were a few uh, streams that were devoid of life mm. because of acid mine runoff. <laughs> and I'll tell you, they looked beautiful, perfectly crystal clear, because when you got no living plants in them... Oh, right. I mean, it was just an amazing thing to see. But, um, but you know, there there Don't were, swim in that, don't there, drink it, just I, take pictures. I, I, did, I did research, and I'm not outing myself, but maybe I should know more about this, but in, in undergrad, I did some research with an acid mine, drink, acid mine runoff... Uh, professor studying that hmm. and again when you would see the water in these mines perfectly crystal clear because of roughly the same ph as coca-cola which mm. not a lot of plants grow well 
and Coca-Cola. Yeah. And take away the sugar and they go... It's not Brondo. It doesn't have what plants crave. Uh, all right. Uh, sorry. No, you don't but, get that reference, it's on you. Yeah. No, well, uh, look, but I mean, I guess all I'm saying is uh, I don't... You know, there are people who want to defend the way Biden's handled this. I can't. Um, and this isn't because I don't like Biden, but I don't like this move. No, I, right? I your think assessment's that, I, I just, is very reasonable. I, I just think he, I think he should have gone. And you know what? He should have He should have literally flown to Columbus, gotten into a limousine with Mike DeWine, and they should have gone there together. Yeah, I, I agreed. I mean, I, I, I would say land in Cleveland because it's a little bit closer okay. and, and whatever. But you, just to the point, um, like both – and DeWine still hasn't been there. You know, Dwayne, He's come out with a few statements. I didn't know he yeah, hadn't been he, there yet. Yeah, he has, he has his statements, but he hasn't physically been there. That's pretty uh, bad on and him. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. and my issue is, like, dude, you're three hours away. Like, you do not have And this excuse. is your state. Right, <laughs> this is your state. Like, you should have been there. Like, when Buttigieg got there, you should have been there. I could argue you should have been there before then, right? Yeah. Like, you sh- Sherrod Brown shouldn't have beat you there, right? Like, the, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of ridiculous that our senator was able to get there, but our governor wasn't. So, um you know, there's also the issues with the wine, with his connections to Norfolk Southern, right? Um, you know, it's just like, why didn't you ask for help sooner from the federal government to get FEMA involved? That has since changed, and FEMA has now gotten involved. But how all of this went went down, there there is a lot of blame for from leadership on how it's happened. But again, remember, Norfolk Southern is the ones who didn't take the precautions to make their train safer, right? right? Who decided that profits mattered more than safety and don't worry, like, yeah, we only have one train conductor. Yeah, we don't have a great braking system. Yeah, these trains are really old. Yeah, the train itself is way too many cars long. Uh, And yeah, there's some some issues with the tracks itself, but we, I, I mean, business is booming. 26% 26% profits uh, increase. Like, I mean, guys, come on, right? Like, so I just, I don't know. Well, and I, I mean, there's probably a labor issue. And the reason these trains are getting longer and whatever, just like the reason there's more, you know, yeah, trip, you know, you know triple trailer trucks on the highways is because they don't have enough people to pull right. them. So. And so, like, so how do we solve that problem, right? Like, so how, how do we, like, like that's, that's the thing that I, I have an issue with is, like, how do you solve that as it relates to labor, like, and people are just like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Well, you know what I did? I got together with a group of guys, and we started a company, and one of the biggest things that we're focusing on is training and curriculum and apprenticeships, right? Getting them recognized by the Department of Labor so we can go into high schools and we can go to people coming out of jail. We can go to people looking to transition their careers and train them for new careers in infrastructure and in, man- and in manufacturing. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's what we did yep. because we saw it as an issue that's playing out across the country. So we said, well, fuck it. Let's try to help. We can't solve all of it. Right. We are one company. It's four dudes from Youngstown. We are not going to fix the world. Right. We will step on our dicks and cause a lot more problems before we solve all of them. But we're going to attempt to try to help with this particular issue. That's how. And so how we've solved these things is everybody's got to figure out a way to step up. Right? But at the same time, while you're stepping up and while you're figuring out how you can help, right, or even if it's you just getting in back into the labor field yourself, but while you're doing that, we have to hold our leaders more accountable for their actions. And that means, like, DeWine. That means Pete Buttigieg. That means Joe Biden. That means, you know, everybody, right? Like, looking at them and like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, people are dying. People are getting sick. 
and you guys are having a pissing match back and forth. Right. Meanwhile, we still got trains running up and down our rail lines, right, that are not fucking safe. There's a thousand train derailments a year, some small, some not, right? How are we okay with two to three train derailments every fucking day, right? And the defense is not, well, you know, they're not all bad, right? right? That, 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 if that's your best defense, please recognize how ridiculous that sounds. I'm going to go back to my Model T Ford versus modern day car. Like, if you, if you, like, if, if I ever get into an accident that's caused by me with my current truck, it's on me because my truck tells me when I'm getting close to something, when I need to hit the brakes, yeah. when there's someone coming past me. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Like, All right. So, sorry, sensory dumb. overload in your truck, like, just with the safety features is cool. But I mean, like, you got the, Camera views and telling yeah. you what, I, like, you yeah. turn the blinker on and all of a sudden, like, you can see what's going on in the site. Really cool. But, I mean, it's a lot. Yep. All right. We're running along, and we've got a couple other things you want to talk about. Um, oh, you brought us... Oh, don't get the friction on. Maybe got back. Um, uh, you brought the story to my attention. I'll let you carry the load with it. Yeah. <laughs> I did read it. No, uh, sorry, it's, it's a brutal story, right? Like, so you've got uh, former Louisville cop Brian Bailey... Uh, he's not going to face criminal criminal sodomy charges. Now, you're like, wait, how do we get to sodomy from a police officer? Uh, Brian Bailey, what he was doing is he would arrest women on drug charges, and then he would force them to give provide him oral sex or regular sex or apparently anal sex, uh, and... Under the threat of harsher additional right. criminal spend charges, ten years in prison, or you want to suck or, my dick, or you know, offering lighter sentences or fewer charges right. or whatever, um, but basically using his position of power to, you know, force women, coerce, yeah. yeah, coerce women into sexual favors, uh, and the, they are de they decided not to charge him. Now look, they've got his semen on one of the women's shirts. Right, um, and then you've got this other story of the woman who he forced to have anal sex, which has been corroborated. So they've got evidence that this guy was doing it, but they said the reason why that they're not going to charge him is that the law at the time, when these offenses occurred, was that it had to be uh, uh, actual physical. It had to yep. be f under the guise of of uh, uh, forcible. Um, uh, I want to say, I keep saying compensation in my head. Um, forcible compliance with, okay. with what, he's, what, he's, what he's requesting, whether it's sex or anal sex or whatever, right? Uh, and they're, what they're saying is, all right, well, harsher criminal charges, right, or a longer sentence or a lighter charge isn't actual physical coercion. Right, that's not forcible. Right, it had to be. What they're saying is that it had to be an actual threat of physical harm. Right, right. The, if it was the threat of physical harm, then they would have been able to charge him. But they didn't feel that they could prove that. You know, him saying like, now my thing is, hi, hello. In what world, right? Whether there's a threat of physical harm or not, is a police officer. Forcing someone to suck his dick after he arrests them, right? How is that okay, right? Like, well, did he get fired? He is. It is former, so he did okay. get fired. So that's good, right? It's not on desk duty, but 
my my issue is like uh, just the whole thought process there, right? Like now the law has since changed to where okay, apparently people have an issue with police forcing people that they arrest to have sex with them, so we're gonna say that that's not allowed anymore under any circumstance, right? That's a bold stand, to take. right? Like it's it's right. Hot take here. Um, so it has been changed, but they they're not gonna prosecute him because the way the old law worked. That they couldn't, right? And so he's in. And this story has been, you know, in the mix for a couple of years. Uh, so that's that's the issue there. And that's that to me is just a, 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 a revolting miscarriage of justice. Right. I mean, like that that is the only way that you could describe it. Uh, and and again, going back to we need criminal justice for reform. We need police reform. And these stories pop up, and people are like, well, that's one story, and the police interact with thousands of people a right. day. So, you know, statistically, we're doing pretty good, right? Like, and again, like, all right, how about this? We were just talking about the NTSB and safety and everything else. What if I told you, right, if you took the ratio of times that police, you know, kill an unarmed person or kill a black suspect or you've got something like this that happens or you take all these incidents that we say that's really bad and that needs to change where you know the people who support first responder police and everything they say well it doesn't happen that out all right fine let's apply that to flying let's apply that to flying and say all right well look 99 percent of the pilots the are same not- rate that something really bad with the police happens something like that bad happens in the sky you crash you burn you die do you still buy a plane ticket? I don't. <laughs> right? I mean, because... And, and I'll tell you, I'm looking long and hard at the pilot. <laughs> right. I mean, like, because here's the reality, right? Like, I mean, like, as fucked up as the whole airport thing is and planes getting, flights getting delayed and canceled and everything else, you're pretty fucking safe in the sky. Right? Like, like yes, there are plane crashes. They happen. But, I mean, like, that, in order to get to like a noticeable percentage, right? I think if you got to get to 1%, I think if you you would have to take all the flights in the world, right, that happen and then like do the math on it to get to the same number of times that you have these types of incidents with police in the U.S., right? Because, I mean, you've got, you know, police kill a 1,000 people a year, right? Right. Like whether they're armed or unarmed, that's a whole different thing to break down what what those numbers are. But police kill a 1,000 people a year, right? And then... Who knows how many of these Brian Bailey types are out there, right? Because, like, listen, these guys are able to operate for long periods of time because of who they, they pick their victims specifically because they know that no one's going to believe the victim and they know that the victim right. is not going to talk, right? There was the guy in Oklahoma. We did we actually oh, did a story about him yeah. years yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, oh, he was, I mean, right? I mean, a, and he was just monster. flat out. I mean, he was raping people, and mo- like, but it went on for years. Right. He was able to do it because people, like, they, and the victims complained, but nobody believed them, right? And Or, or if they did believe them, well, yeah, but, I mean, like, your record is pretty bad, so, I mean, you kind of just have to take it. So we don't know how many people are out there that are like him, right? Then you, you throw in the number of, you know, like I said, you got a 1,000 people that are killed today, and then you got the number of bad incidents that happen that a go year. unreported, right? Or they don't end in death, but they're still really bad, right? Like, so then when you, when you extrapolate all that out, you got a lot of shit that's going on. So when we apply that to the sky, <laughs> right, and flying in planes, all of a sudden, are we so excited to take that trip to Vegas? <laughs> well, if we're going to Vegas, I mean... All right, but to your point, I think you know, to put a bow on this, this, just like the train derailment falls on the company that had the train derail, 
this does fall on the community of the police force because you're not telling me that no one in that force knew this guy was doing this shit. He was you, doing it in, like, in his squad car, in in the actual like facility, in the in, in the building, right, in an office or wherever. In, um, uh, not to mention who knows where else, right? Like back alleys, all this other stuff. But someone saw something and someone knew, right? This guy was not operating under the cover of darkness where no one knew the type of shit that he was doing. And like, to your point, like there, I do not believe that this was just like, this is, this is 100% on Louisville police. Yes. Right. I mean, and, 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 it, it's, it's on him because sure. he did it. Right. But you got, they could have stopped him before it got to this point. I also now have an issue with their prosecutors who are saying, yeah, you know what? Law's a little murky on this. We're going to let him slide. Yeah, I mean, because how many, I've seen prosecutors, like, it, it, I've seen prosecutors go after gang, mob, whatever, and it's just like the original thing that they, like, ah, well, we can't apply this law. Right. But they will fucking find a way to fuck somebody so, that they like, want to fuck. Like the Capone getting right. left over tax evasion. Exactly. It's just like, so you figure out a way, because this guy is a threat. This guy is a fucking monster. Yeah. He's a predator. Absolutely. Dude had a badge and a gun and was forcing his dick into people's mouths. Yes. And you mean so it, but you're cool with him walking the street. Right? Like we're, we're, we're cool, we're cool with this guy walking the fucking street. Guy who said, like, I'm gonna go get me a badge and a gun so I can force people to fuck me. So I can force people to suck my dick. So I can force my dick in someone's ass. And we're gonna let him walk. Okay. That's that sounds that makes perfect sense to me. You know what? I just realized I had a chance to go OJ and I didn't. Like, OJ slips for two murders, but then he gets involved in some goofy thing in Vegas and they threw the book at him. Was it because of what happened in Vegas? No, it was because he was OJ. Right. And this guy is. I, I mean, is he OJ? I mean, no, I, I don't know. I mean, like, listen. That's, that's always a. That's forced a rate. I mean, like, it's, that's. He's, there's no reason to compare off. him. Right. right? Like, there's no. Off. Yeah, exactly. They, they, I'm not trying to. Right. They, they, they both get them. their bust. In, in the Hall of Fame of shitty humans, right? Like, right. I mean, like, so we don't have to put them together. But the point is, is, like, this guy's going to fucking walk free. Um, now, look, will he will he be shamed in the community? I, I guess, I don't know. Will he have but to, but he, I, can I, just, he can disappear. Right, like, I mean, I mean look, the only reason I know his face is because of, of an article, but he, he can leave Louisville, like, leave, like... He can go one town over in all likelihood. Yeah, he could. I mean, like, this is... A per this guy could fucking land in Cleveland, right? This guy, I mean, like, he, he's probably got to get away from Southern Ohio because they, they share a lot of news. He could come up here, land himself in Toledo. Cleveland would never right? hire a disgraced Youngstown. former cop. Oh. <laughs> uh, Inside, a yeah. Right. yeah, a little bit I mean, of sarcasm. All right, we got to wrap this up. But first, you want to talk about Tommy Fury fighting Jake Paul? Yeah, just interesting. I mean, like, we, we, we both are boxing fans. Um, we both enjoy the sport, have, have you know, participated sure. in the sport. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I just, I don't like Jake Paul because just the type of person that he is, just, I, I just no, don't like him. 100% um, I don't think he's good for the sport, but the issue is that he keeps fighting and he keeps these, getting these shitty fights. But look, there's been plenty of boxers who have built themselves into world champions. Sure. You know, fighting their first, you know, 15, 20 fights were, were garbage. Uh, and so... This guy keeps fighting. That's actually the norm, right? You right. normally bring the guys right. up through. But, right. Like, I mean, like, so this guy keeps fighting. At some point, he's actually going to be someone that you need to take seriously. He is stepping it up. He's fighting Tommy Fury, who is Tyson Fury's younger brother. 
uh, younger half brother. Uh, you know, Tommy Fury is an actual boxer. Tommy Fury and Jake Paul actually measure up well in terms of height, weight, size, things like that. Uh, now, Tommy Fury's record, uh, he's 8-0, but I think the combined win total of the people that he's fought is less than 20 wins, and their total combination of losses is over 60. So it's not a strong... Um, <laughs> Resume, you know, resume. But nonetheless, it is. It is. He is an actual boxer. He's not a UFC guy that they called, right? You know, off the couch. And it's not some guy that's been out of fighting for you know yeah. ten years. And, Weighs fifty right, pounds less it, than Jake or Paul. Or it's not someone who was a a football player or a basketball. It's an actual boxer. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I I will not pay to see this. Not no, a chance. No, I, not but this. but I will. When it happens, I will jump online and see yeah, what it I mean, says. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll like the fight is Sunday uh, at two p.m. Eastern time because it's in I think Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Okay, so uh, you know the timing there; it'll be like ten o'clock at night there. Right. Um, so it'll be, and we'll know in the middle of the day on Sunday what what you know, like towards or I guess in the, towards the early evening how the fight goes down, probably about four o'clock or so. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I'll jump on Twitter and sure. see how it goes down. I'm not going to pay to see it because uh, I just don't want to put money in Jake Paul's pocket one way or another. Uh, and I don't really like Tyson Fury, and I can't imagine that his younger brother is someone that I would enjoy uh, just from a personality standpoint. So I really don't want to put money in either of these guys' pockets, but I am curious as to yeah, the result. Same here. Um, and of course, they're going to Saudi Arabia, so you know they're making stupid money. Yeah, so for, I mean, no, for, look, for look, fighters at the look, level they are at, here's the thing with Jake Paul: people, you can be as mad at him as you want to be, but the the reality is, this is boxing. Yes, right. This is this is this is this is the sport, right? Like everyone's just like everyone just assumes like, oh, well, you need to go to the Olympics, or you have to you have to do this, and then you have to go to like, no, there's no. Uh, it's, it's not like the NFL where you got to get drafted to play in the NFL or baseball. You got to go up through the minor leagues or whatever, like. Nah, like in boxing, like if someone's like if you can if you can get uh, licensed to fight in a state by by right. by the board, uh, and someone's willing to pay you, Take like the money. theoretically, either one of us could become professional yeah, boxers. Sure. Absolutely, right? I mean, and, and uh, to your point, I mean, this happens in comedy all the time. A comic will get something, you know, a, a big out of town gig. And a bunch of the other comics grumble. He, he hasn't put his time in. He hasn't put his dues in. Like, go up fuck, the ranks, right, right. Fuck it. If 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 uh, the comedy store in LA books you, you're good enough to get booked at the comedy store. Right. If you can get that money and get in the ring and do it and keep going, good for you. Yeah. But I'm not cheering for the guy. Seth MacFarlane comes up with the show and wants you to be on that show, and the show ends up being a success. You go be on the show. Yeah. Right, like I mean, it's just like, well, I would, but I haven't gone through. I right. didn't. I didn't do stand up right. at, uh, at the at the uh, at Lido's Lounge in Cleveland on the open mic night. So I got to earn my dues, and then yeah. I'll. No, that's not how it works. Someone right. calls you, you fucking go. Uh, so to that point, I'm not going to hate on Jake Paul for him taking advantage of or just working how this how how that particular system works. Yeah, I just don't fucking like the guy. I'm I'm 100 with you. Yeah. And, and, and we're voting with our dollar, right? Yeah. I, mean, I just I, I just I don't like him. And, and what sucks, he's from here. Yeah, he's from Ohio. He's from, from Westlake. He's from right? Westlake. He's yeah. from ten minutes away. Yeah. I just I, I like he's he's the type of dude that would run his mouth to me and I would fucking snuff. Right? 
but just fucking snuff him. Now listen, like here's the thing. Yeah, he's a boxer or whatever. I have a I, I've got arm length on him and I'm a lot bigger than Jake Paul. Correct. Right? Like and Jake Paul is just the type of guy, right, who would have like little man syndrome around me, who would run his fucking mouth until I shut it. Right? And I just I see that about him. There's plenty of those guys around here, right? Like they're almost like a whole different breed of human. Sure. Uh, I don't like them. And he is one of them. So it's, I just can't, even though he's from here, I can't, like, he's the opposite of Stipe. I can cheer for Stipe all fucking day. Stipe's a great guy. And, like, he's confident, but he's not over the top, right? Like, I I love Stipe. And I know people who know him personally and say, I know him. Right. Like, I know him. Like, I've interacted with him on multiple, like, charity events and different things. Stipe is fucking great, right? This kid. I, and this kid may be a good kid, and he's just playing a role to the media, but I, I well, know... But, but but it works. It does the, work, the, the and good for I, him. Yeah, the reason good I for Floyd him, Mayweather is right? his shtick. Yeah, I mean... And, if, I was I eva- mean if I was evaluating Floyd Mayweather as... Floyd's a stick. I mean, he's... Shtick. No, I... I don't know if it's a shtick. I mean, I think... Well, okay, maybe... All right, fair. He's not acting. But the way he acts is what makes me not like him. If I, if I was looking at him perfect purely as a boxer... Um, I would have nothing but admiration for the guy, but I can't stand him because the way he runs his mouth and acts like a dick. And that's also what sells fights. And that's also the reason we're talking about Jake Paul right now. It's because, Jake Paul and Tommy uh, Fury. I, right. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of the issues with yeah. Stipe in the UFC is that he wasn't flamboyant right. enough. And Dana White didn't come out and say it, but it was obvious who he was promoting over Stipe. And, and you yep. can see how that played out. Um, you know, and so look, it'll be interesting to see because then my issue is this. What if Jake Paul does end up becoming a good fighter? Yeah. Then what do I do? <laughs> but one other thing, though. What you said is 100% accurate. And that guy that you're talking about is empowered by a douchebag like Jake yes. Paul. So, so yes. that guy and, that's going to wear a Jake it, Paul I see it in real time. Like, sure. Again, I work out on the west side of Cleveland. Jake Paul's on the west side of Cleveland. Like he, ha- he literally has a group of fanboys that work out at my gym. Right? Like, now, they... they know better i mean now look this isn't just me saying hey i'm a big guy i can fight anybody like look i am i a trained fighter Mm, i'm kind of on the border right like i've I've fought in a lot more situations than the average person right like some of it's a brag some of it's a you trust me you don't want to know right like so it is it is you were a wrestler too right like i've got wrestling experience like i've done some different mma stuff uh like and i just i know what these hands can do baby but these kids they Oh, oh my god! Right. Like they're just they, they like I, I hate to say it because I sound like old guy get off my lawn, but they just they go have on. <laughs> no like they just have no humility whatsoever. Right? None, none, and it's not just with the they can fight anybody. Like they're just they're literally shitbag humans, right? Like I just I watch how they interact with women in the gym right. or yeah. or in, you know like employees of places or people that are tr- like literally there to help them and they treat them like absolute shit and it's like I can't root for you right like you're just a garbage human like you're you're not pretending you are just being a shit human right where you let an act of a Jake Paul you think that's real so now you just apply that to everything in your life sure. and now like and, and now I can't root for you and I, and, I, and and it's just it's it's hard I hate yeah. it well, we will talk about the result next week, one way or another. Um, and unless you got something to close with, we're done. Shut her down. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we're done. Shut her down.